TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Let's talk some dogs. Dukes and Bell on the sidelines with the dogs. Connor Riley, Happy New Year. We love uh, your contributions to this show uh, from Dog Nation and bringing us all the info you do on a weekly basis. How about them dogs? I mean, did you expect this, what we saw in the Orange Bowl? Did you expect that? I saw Georgia could name their score. And about halfway through the second quarter, you're you're doing the math and you're seeing the way it's going. I was like, they could get to, to 70 if they wanted yeah. to. Now, ultimately, they don't elect to do so. Uh, but, like, I don't even think Georgia necessarily played, like, out of their minds good in, in that game. And they just mowed down a, a Florida State team that unfortunately just didn't want to be there. And I don't put this on Norvell or, you know, those individuals from Florida State that chose to make those decisions. Unfortunately, I think it was a perfect storm of events that led to this Florida State team just not having a real interest in going out of there and playing. And I will say, I think the Florida State players that were in this game played hard and showed that they wanted to be there. Unfortunately, I think what happened to Florida State falls more at the feet of where college football is as a whole right now than specifically the Florida State program. And I, I know a lot of Florida State fans thought it was really classy of Kirby to say the things that he said. I mean, there's no answers. I know some would say it's kind of empty rhetoric because without you know guidelines from Congress or the NCAA, but that's not Kirby's job. But Kirby did go out of his way to say this isn't right. And he, you're right. He could have put up – hell, they could have put up 80 on Florida State. The other thing about this, though, I, I did say to some Seminoles fans who feel they've arrived, Connor, if your second and third stringers can't score touchdowns, then you don't even – I mean, we know that Kirby's built a machine in six years, but I think it just shows that Florida State does have a, a long way to go regardless of the circumstances. Right, and while, you know, Georgia didn't lose 63-3, to they like after the 2018 season where if they lose to Alabama, they don't get in the playoffs, some felt that they should have been, and they go down and lose to just a, a Texas team that was not as good as Georgia was. And – that experience was very illuminating for Kirby Smart. I think in the long run that proved to be a good thing for him. And I will say in talking to Mike Norvell this past week and being around that Florida State program a little bit, I did come away impressed with Norvell, and I think handling this the best way that he can. Going forward, I know this is going to be hard to hear right now if you're a Florida State fan out there. I think this experience is probably going to be a good thing, especially for some of these young players who unfortunately just got the full brunt of Georgia in their face on Saturday. But long term, like it was for Georgia, I think this can be a good experience for Florida State. And just to wrap up on the Knoll side, DJ, you ungu- uh, I had it right all year. Thank- Carl was the first guy to ever pronounce it correctly on this program. <laughs> but yeah, DJ, you coming to FSU, and we'll see what he can do. He didn't exactly blow doors for the Beavers, but he, he was solid. No, and, you know, he's a guy that's played a lot of high-quality high football. It'll be interesting in seeing how Florida State surrounds him with more talent next year. Obviously, losing guys like Keon Coleman and Johnny Wilson, it's going to be tough. But I think Florida State is building the right way. They've been, I think, early in Norvell's tenure, maybe a little more reliant on the transfer portal than they want to. Mm-hmm. They're starting to bring in some really promising recruits, and I think that this is being built – 
in a right way. And so, you know, they might take a small step back next year. But with the fact that you're playing a weak ACC league year in, year out, the 12-team playoff, I think Florida State is going to be right there. You know, maybe not necessarily the team that can win the college football playoff next year, but certainly a team that can be there. Connor, before we get into last night's games, I want to have a conversation with you about these bowl games being dead. Mm. Meaning, if you're not in the playoff, why are we playing these bowl games? Because I don't think the solution is the solution to how to solve this is going to happen within the next year. So you're going to get 12 teams in the playoff next season, and everybody else, these games are worthless. They, they don't mean anything. How do you change that? Because that's what Kirby was trying to address. But the problem I had with Kirby is tell us what to do. How do you fix it, Kirby? What 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 is the answer to it? One, I think, look, I was there. I was in Miami. I think part of this comes down to a team culture thing. And, look, obviously not everyone can do what Georgia can do. They don't have the resources. I get that. That bowl game meant something to Georgia. It mattered to them to be in that game. And and I think you look at some of the other programs out there, it did matter that they're in those games. To Notre Dame, it mattered that they were down there in the Sun Bowl and playing well. And Oregon State, you know, Look, with what they've had to go through, I totally understand why they did that. Uh, Tennessee against Iowa, it mattered to them to have that experience. I think if one, it starts at an individual culture level. But two, I do think that there are some things that the bowl infrastructure can do as a whole. I think the Pop-Tart Bowl was fantastic. <laughs> I think they yeah. need to lean more. And I'm not saying, like, to Valor a lie, at one point live mascot. <laughs> but, like, lean into the ridiculousness a little bit more. You know, that's so... The ridiculous nature of college football is what so many people love about it. And I do feel like sometimes with bowl games, they're so corporate and they're so buttoned up that they do get away from that. The Mayo Bowl is a perfect example of this where you know, they've been doing this for a few years now and everyone cares about what happens in the Mayo Bowl, what coach wins, what coach is getting dumped mayonnaise on. I think <laughs> the Bulls can do a little bit more stuff like that to make it matter. You know, uh, it's no longer the Outback Bowl, but when the Outback Bowl was the thing, you had the Bloomin' Onion versus the Fry Trip, and you're always rooting for the Bloomin' Onion. I think things like that, to, to lean into the fun aspect more of college football would be something to do because I will say, I think as a whole, and this, this whole last month has just shown how I think college football has lost the plot a little bit. I think it's one of the most fun sports we have in this country but it hasn't been a very fun sport over the last month. No. It's Connor Riley from Dog Nation with us guys on the waitfor.com hotline. The thing about Georgia, you just referred to it. They've got a culture. Kirby's established it. Florida State brought in mercenaries. Mercenaries had nothing to play for. They left. You know, so it shouldn't surprise people. The problem I think we're going to have, Connor, is of these 12 teams, you know, the six games that are going to be played next year, who says, eh, we don't really have a shot? Who's, this, you know, who's the guy that says he doesn't buy into a championship aspiration? Or will we ever see a guy on a team in the Final Four or the championship game say, I'm out. I'm going to make that business decision and let my teammates go. We've always seen it, and so far it's happening now. The guys do buy in. Do you see that coming on the landscape? Because there are no guardrails, and folks eventually will make some business decisions at that level. You know, I, I think you, you've even seen it you know, this year with teams in the playoffs. Those guys that are playing – they're going to opt out and enter the transfer portal. I don't know if there's anything you can do about it. And, and, like, honestly, I understand that. Like, at a certain point, these individuals do have to look out for themselves. That they're going to be able to secure more playing time uh, by getting in the portal earlier. Like, I understand that. I do think that there are things that the NCAA or whoever ends up running college football can do to better set this up. Uh, I've seen some people suggest the portal window doesn't start until after the college football playoff semifinals and you sort of cram it all into a two-week period. I think that would – 
would benefit people greatly, uh, just in terms of it doesn't need to be 30 days, in my opinion, to sort of stretch all this out. You can get the visit stuffing period and shortening the portal window there helps. I, I just find it hard to believe that, and, and while, yes, you know, those 9, 10, 11 teams, they're probably not going to win the college football playoff all that often. But you look at a team like Missouri, for example, I believe it's the number nine team this year. They were playing number seven, Ohio State. Now, obviously, Ohio State didn't have Marvin Harrison. Kyle McCord had opted out uh, by entering the transfer portal. But you look at a team like Missouri, yeah, they might not win or get to the national championship game. But I absolutely believe for those types of programs, getting into the playoff is one thing, and then winning a game as well, that's a huge step. And if you are able to stack those seasons consecutively, eventually I believe you're going to attract enough talent to where you can win a national title. You know, I know Kirby Smart got there in his second year at Georgia, but for a lot of these programs out there, it does, as Florida State has shown, take time to build it up. And so even Kirby, he didn't win a national championship until I believe his fifth season. So I think, you know, as much as we want instant gratification with this now, and that's just where we are as a society, not to put a jest on these college football players, I do think that, you know, with this college football playoff, I don't think you're going to see opt-outs and guys declaring for the draft. I think you're going to see them want to go out there and play and make a statement. Because I can tell you this, if you're a guy that might be a first or a second-round pick or even, like, say, a third or a fourth-round pick, and you're opting out of a playoff game, NFL teams aren't going to like that. They want competitive guys. Kirby Smart mentioned this on Saturday. They want guys that love football. And I know NFL people think the same way, too. And and so reality, how do these coaches get – and better instill a love of playing football into these players. I think if we're able to figure that out, then ultimately that's going to make a lot of these problems potentially less big. I agree with you, Connor, on, on you know stacking those wins in the playoffs and, and getting more attention for your program. It's Connor Riley, guys, Dog Nation, talking all things college football. Um, as we talk about last night's games, you know, we've been saying all year, Michigan, this is probably their best team. At least I felt that way. And then, you know, we talked about it earlier in the year. They had this Georgia period, right, where they were trying to prepare for if they had a chance to maybe play Georgia. I don't know, you know, if if that matters. But after watching them against Alabama, I I do feel like this is their time. Like, regardless of what happens with Washington, and I'm curious to know what you think. I thought Penix was great last night for Washington, but Michigan's defense is not going to allow, I don't believe, 45 points. I'll be interested. Like, as great as Penix is – those wide receivers Washington has are all NFL-level dudes. I said this in one of our Dog Nation shows today. I'd put a Duze, uh, Jalen Polk, and Jalen McMillan up there with, like, that Alabama trio of Jerry Judy, Devontae Smith, and Jalen Waddell. Those guys are absolute studs, and that's going to make things very difficult for Michigan to slow down. I'll be honest, you know, as someone who has a Georgia rooting interest, there's a ton of people that went to Georgia, a ton of Georgia fans. You know, watching Alabama play not all that well, especially in the first half yesterday, like, why couldn't they have played this poorly against Georgia? Uh, I think with Michigan, like, they didn't do anything in the second half. And then when they absolutely needed to, on that last drive, they convert a fourth down. J.J. McCarthy makes the big plays. They go down in overtime. They score in two plays. And you find yourself in a, in a fourth and three goal-to-go situation where it just comes down to, are you the physical most tough team and in that moment, Michigan was. And I'm not crediting Georgia here. Uh, Michigan absolutely deserves this. And they have been a program, like we just talked about, building towards this moment. You know, the first time they play in the college football playoff, they get obliterated by Georgia last year. They, they lose the game to TCU. They shouldn't. 
this year, granted it's a lesser Alabama team, but they found a way to win that game when they probably shouldn't have. And I think, as you point out, Carl, Michigan deserves credit for finding a way to win when maybe they shouldn't have. That's what great teams do. It's what Georgia did a season ago against Ohio State, in my opinion. And Georgia won a national championship, and I think Michigan can very much do the same thing next Monday. I was just about to ask you that, Connor. You're kind of touching on it. You know, in the SEC championship game, why couldn't Glenn Schumann and Musk and, and Will Muschamp and the guys in Kirby say, look, Jalen Milrow, you can get after him. You know, I know that the defensive line wasn't as good, and I know that Alabama's got some monsters of guys on that old line, but it just seems like, man, it, it's not as bad as the 2012 SEC championship game, you know, where you, you couldn't stop Alabama's run game. This is one where you, you could have had a way to get it because you got the athletes who could make Milrow uncomfortable. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. I think that as we get further and further away from this, this is going to feel like a Georgia season where they probably you know, could have and certainly should have won a national championship and didn't. As far as that game in particular, uh, one thing that really stood out to me, Michigan has two NFL linebackers that are guys that are going to be in the NFL next year. They were able to play for them. Georgia didn't have Jamal Munden, and they didn't have Jamal Dumas-Johnson, and they were relying on freshman Raylan Wilson and C.J. Allen in that game. And I think because of that, I don't want to say that Georgia – coach scared against Jalen Milrow, but they were very deferential to Jalen Milrow in terms of not attacking him, in terms of not pressuring him. And Georgia still had four sacks in that game, but it felt like over the course of the uh, the 60 minutes, they were more content to just let Jalen Milrow stand back there and try and make plays from the pocket and make him think. Michigan was going to speed him up, and they said sometimes he's going to, you know, break contain and get up the middle and get his rushing yards. But over the course of the game, we're going to create enough negative plays by being aggressive uh, to create those negative plays there. And I do think that, you know, under Kirby Smart, with the exception of when Dan Lanning has been a Georgia defensive coordinator, I don't think that it has been an overly aggressive defense. I would certainly say this year, now part of that is personnel-related. I would say this year the defense was more concerned about not giving up big plays rather than being aggressive and forcing turnovers and forcing sacks, tackles for loss, things like that. And I'll be interested going into this next year as Georgia is at least deeper at linebacker and on the defensive line. We'll see about better. 
are they more aggressive with the way that they use their talent? Because I don't think they had a very aggressive defensive game plan against Alabama in the SEC championship game. And then when you see what Michigan did, I think it's pretty clear that that was a mistake made by the Georgia coaching staff that day. No doubt. Connor Riley, great stuff, man. Uh, and, again, Happy New Year to you and uh, your family. And we appreciate everything you do for us. And looking forward to a great 2024, my man. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 